Hey everybody out there in podcast land, today's a new day, it's Friday, I hope everybody had a good week so far leading up to Friday, still in COVIDville, the place where nobody wanted to move to, but we all moved there without choice, and I hope everybody's staying safe out there, hope everybody's feeling good, keeping their social distance rules, doing everything we're supposed to do and staying safe okay so I put a few suggestions out to some of my friends in my circle and I asked them I said what should I do for a podcast today not that I didn't need any advice because I have tons of stories and ideas already and I have planned things already but because of the responses I've been getting the last few days I figured I'd ask a few suggestions from my friends out there my subscribers all those that are putting work out there for this podcast I really appreciate you so I wanted to open up the channels to ask you a few ideas to get it from you so that way you're part of this we can work together and we can reach a lot of people in the future I know it looks small right now and it looks like it's not real big you know it's but it's very effective and I know it's reaching people right now and it's going to take off. So just stick with me. Let's stick together. Let's work together and do something something new, cutting edge, and something that I really enjoy. And I hope that you enjoy listening. So a couple ideas I wrote down to ask you guys today is this. And I'm asking you this because on my website, if you have connection to my website... And I will make sure that wherever you see this podcast, you will have the information to go to the website, to my Facebook, to my different social media sites, that you'll be able to respond and get these questions answered to me. That way I can read them and they'll be in my possession. So the questions are, what would be a good time? Because I want this to turn into a job. I want this to be a daily job where I'm actually putting work in. And if anybody known me in my career days, I'm very, very um, productive and I'm very punctual. I do, and I know it doesn't look like it over the last seven years. Those who might have came into my life or have just started to know me because of situations in my life. I have been at the uh, whim and the care of the world but I am very punctual and I like to do things on a set time, a schedule. I just haven't had a schedule in so long that I didn't pay much attention to it. So I want to know what would be the best time for a daily podcast that you, my subscribers, you, my followers, those who listen to me would appreciate that time. If it would be morning, afternoon, or in the evening, what would be the best time that you would be able to listen to it. I've always thought a podcast would be a very good thing if you're driving from some place to another on your way to work. You could listen to it because during your drives, you usually have a lot of time of sitting. And those are the times I used to have a lot of prayer time. Um, Well, let's take a pause because we do this a lot. So let's take a pause. When I used to drive to work, that was almost 30 minutes a day, one way on the, in the morning. 
and 30 minutes a day back in the evening. So during that time, you have a few choices. You can either listen to music and that, everything gets old, or you can listen to sermons or you could call somebody. I listen to a lot of sermons. I used to listen to a lot of preaching. Even all my preacher friends and all my friends around the different countries and that, that whenever they seen me, whenever I came into their presence, we'd always, they'd always see me listen to preaching and they always would say, well, you can tell he's a preacher. And, uh, and I always laugh, we always laughed about it. But that's what I used to listen to, is just preaching. Now the music, I love music, but I was never 100% sold on just listening to music. I like learning and information coming into me and that's just the way I am. Everybody's different, you might be different. So one time I always liked to listen to things like this would be on my drive and it would be something that would be a good captive audience. I would be able to put more focus to it. Or another time would be when you're home and you have free time and you can enjoy it with a cup of coffee or a, a tea and you could just sit back and with less interruptions and you can just listen, you know? And I'm trying to give you a little bit of information, but I don't want to bombard you with too much lecture type information. I want to change it up to where you have some comedy relief, you know, but not too much where it becomes hysterical. And I would like to give it so you just take, I want to take you to a different place in your mind. I want you to have a break from life, take you back to when you were a child or a young person and you had that free thinking mentality, that, that free thinking where now it's controlled. We're controlled by so much. You might not think it and you might not have put much thought into it, but your mind is being controlled. There's people out there that have a lot of money and all they want to do is control people. And they do it with commercials. They do it with billboards. They do it with the literature that you get. That's why when somebody writes a book or puts out information that's really good, these big businesses get a hold of them and they start to put their version and spin on things. And before too long, the person that was an individual that had their own creativity in that is no longer that individual. It's beholden to whatever entity has taken control. And this is what we gotta be careful for in the church too, guys. You have to be very careful. We've all joined the church. We've all became part of the body of Christ. We didn't become part of any organization or any kind of a man's philosophy. Now, I know there's a place for all that. I know there's a, there's a safety in that, but just like everything, anything can start out good and be hijacked at any time. And when it's hijacked, it's no longer what it started out to be. It becomes something else. It becomes the main motivator to stay alive becomes something that wasn't what it was intended to be. And we gotta be very careful, it's a fine line. And most of the time people don't even realize that they're beholden to these entities because they come to rely on them so much and they become spokesmen for them so much that they don't realize that they're promoting something that is no longer what it was in the first place. So every now and then you gotta step back and that's why I'm, I'm talking the way I do to you to get you to stop back, take a pause, think about some things. And the reason why I have this mindset and I can see things this way is because of how long the Lord has put me in a place. I've been in a cave for at least seven, eight years, seven to eight years. 
And so I've been, I've had the opportunity to see things where most people don't see them. I was a busy man, busy, busy guy, doing lots of things. And before too long, things were stopped in my life. Things I relied on, everything. Everything I was told you had to be a certain way and I started to do those things and then they started to be stripped away from me and I started to see things different. I seen how people were totally different. It's almost like the lens was removed and I saw things for the raw humanity, the raw person or organization that it was and I started to see things and it's not what I signed up for, it's not what you signed up for. And you don't usually get to see that until things are stripped away and you realize, huh, I need to really take note of something. I really need to see what's going on. And when you do that, your eyes are open. That's why when we come to Jesus, he opens our eyes and we might've seen the world system a, a certain way. We might've been looking at it a certain way and we've tried to amount to what the world had put on us to be like a harness. We put it over a yoke over our neck and we started to plow for the world. And after a while, it becomes drudgery. It's a day in, day out, all never ending. Just there, up in the morning, bed at night. Get up, you have no time for yourself. You're begging your bosses for time off. You're begging them for a vacation. You're, and then you go to church the same way. You might have signed up for a task and before too long, you became a slave again. It's no longer fun. It's no longer enjoyable. The things that you've signed up for are not even reaching people. You're not making a difference in nobody's life. All you're doing is checking boxes to make it so you have a department, a class, a Bible study group, and you can tell people you're doing all these things. But if you step back and look, how much production is actually being done? How many people's lives are actually being changed? How many people that were down in the lowest parts of society have you lifted up? have you brought out because this message we have is a message of hope it's a message of change this should be changing lives it don't matter what standard of life they had when they come come to you you should be able to give an answer you should be able to change their lives with what we have we have powerful life-changing tools in our hands guys and it's not to beat people up i've learned this a long time ago too I wanted to see people have what I have so bad. And sometimes it was at the expense of losing friendships because I'd look at them and say, hey, you gotta be this way, you gotta be a certain way. And if you're not this certain way, I don't wanna be around you. And before too long, that person's gone. And they're no longer your friend. They're no longer in your reach. You have no inroads into their life. And I'd like to ask you, how good of a message was that that you gave them? How good of a message was that when you run people off because they don't believe a certain way that you wanted them to believe and you've shut the door. Now take a pause for a second. We just took a pause a minute ago. I want you to take a pause for a second ask yourself this question. How much of that that you just did was really a witness? Now ask yourself this. This is what I want to ask is if they never change, does that change you? Does that make you a different person? Because if it does, if what they, if their decision affects you, I have to question what you have then. 
Because if they are living a certain way, you should not be affected. If you really have power, if you've really been set free, like that scripture, whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. Has he really set you free? Are you really set free? If you have to force people to change, and if they're not changing in the speed that you're thinking that they need to change and you throw them away, I have to ask why? You have to ask yourself why? Is it because your convictions are so great that you have to throw these people away? Or are you taking scripture and thinking scripture like, come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord and touch not the unclean thing and I'll receive you, okay? Put that verse in context. Was he talking about you? So some of these scriptures we pull out, we use as a blanket to, to justify some of our actions and we gotta be careful because God is not mocked. Now this is one of my favorite scriptures. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And this is a lifelong verse right there. That's something that you can apply no matter if you're a saved person, in the church, lost person, the worst sinner in the world. This verse works for everybody. This is one of those universal verses. And I love universal verses. I love these kind of verses that apply to everybody. Because you really get to see the power of God in his word. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. This is a verse I live by. I wrote this on my Facebook. I wrote it on other things. This is, my, this is where I get the word sanctified from. This is the first verse God ever gave me. This is the verse that opened up discernment in my life. And God gave me the gift of discernment. Sanctification by God's word. Puts all power back into the hands of God. Because that's where it all comes from. It doesn't come from our works. The only works that I do to be sanctified is by applying myself to receive his word. To let his word get into my life. Let his word wash away my attitude, my sins, all that stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the scriptures about washing in the blood of the Lamb. I understand baptized. He that is baptized shall be saved. He is not shall be damned. I understand John chapter 3, Nicodemus, about being baptized. You have to be born again. I understand that. I understand the infilling of the Holy Ghost, Acts 2.38, about repentance. I understand all this. I live them. I believe them. I'm sold out to them. But those are first stage entrance verses, guys. Have you sold out for an entrance verse? That's all you do is live by the entrance verse. You've never went any further. You've never stood any further. You never learned anything more than that. All you do is the same one, the same one. And all that verses do is the entrance. Them are entrance verses, folks. So I'm challenging you to go further. I'm challenging you to go to the next level. Let's lay aside these things. Let's not again pick up these things and then pick up things that are dead works and work on things that take us nowhere. But let's not lay this foundation again of repentance, of being baptized, of getting infilled with the Holy Ghost. Those are foundational scriptures. Those are entrance scriptures. I'm taking you to another level. I'm taking you to a new place. Some of you might already be here. But as a preacher of the gospel, as a man who studies God's word, and I've always asked this question, God, you are a mighty God. 
You are so big. You have, there's no way that you're limited. There, your power is unlimited. Your ability is unlimited. Your word is so amazing because I've seen his word, how over generations I've studied people. It would mean one thing to one generation and it would grow into another thing into another generation and it would keep growing through revelation. Everything would start growing and growing and growing that each generation couldn't see what the next one would see. It was impossible for them to see it. That's the power of God. The other power of God, if you really want to think about his mighty power and you want to find out the fear of the Lord, the Jewish people, when God saved them and they were to commit sins and turn on God's word, he would visit their sins, generational. He was so powerful of a God, so mighty and so far reaching as a God, he would wait for that sinner to die and then wait for that sinner's son to die, that sinner's son to die. He could wait for generations before he would even punish that sin, before he would even visit it. Not one of us that's under the sound of my voice can do something like that. Only God can do something like that. So if that God can do that, why don't we show mercy to people while we're here on earth? We can't judge nobody. We can't condemn nobody. That's God's power. And if God says, I'm going to forgive and I'm going to open up forgiveness to people, why not us be part of that? Why don't we open up that access to people and reach into their lives and give hope and change their life? Because the greatest thing I've ever seen is when somebody who has lost, that had no hope, that has given up on themselves, and you were able to come into that person's life and bring the gospel, and they realize it, and that light clicks on. I love, this is why I love being a teacher. This is why I love being a preacher. It's not for the masses. I've never preached for the masses. I've never preached for a response. I've never preached for an amen or a clapping. I've never asked for that stuff. I've always preached for that one person that might be in the very back that snuck in, that inside their heart they said, I don't belong here. I don't deserve to be in the presence of God. And they condemned themselves to the point where they don't even think they're going to ever be saved and there's no hope for them. And what you say reaches into their life and you see them stand up and they're changed. And you see them come to that altar and they kneel down. And it's the greatest experience they've ever had in their life. That's what I teach for. That's what I preach for. That's why I traveled the world. That's why I went out there. It wasn't for no other reason. That was the reason. Just to bring Jesus into their life. So, now I'll finish this podcast with this. Subject matter. What subject matter would you like to hear? Is there something that you've never had answers for in the church? In your own personal study? I have the ability to study things in a unique way. To see things in a unique way because of my past. Because of the way I was redeemed. Because of my experiences. And I've always known that my ministry was for an older age. I was always preparing for a future. I've, I've wrote tons and tons of sermons and lessons that I've never showed anybody. I got them saved up. Over the course of the last seven years, I really went into writing and studying. It's almost like I locked myself up in a school and never went out, man. So I've got tons of information, stuff I can find. If I don't have an answer for you, I will study it out. We, I will address it. I will try to address it on the podcast where I can give you a shout out. I won't shout out names. 
We'll keep that confidential. I'll always shout out and say a listener or a sponsor, etc. You know the song and dance. And then the final thought I'd like to ask you, if you're taking note, is the length. Do you like them long, medium, or short? Do you want just a short thought for the day? Do you like me expounding on things and talking? Or do you want just a mediocre type uh, thought process? And I was really thinking about breaking them up into segments. So that way uh, it would give you something to carry on to the next day. That way it doesn't keep being jumping around random. We might be able to do a series or something. Stick with a series for a while because I really believe those series, if you do them right, can become very powerful and life-changing. Now the problem with series that I've found with teachers are when they start a series, the next shiny thing that comes in the room destroys their attention span and they forget what series they're on. Like they have to take all their attention and forget about what they were planned out to do. And before too long, those series are gone with the wind. They're no longer there. Now, when I do series, and I'll tell you how I do series, or if I do a lesson, I stick with the lesson at all cost because I know my God is so far seeing and far reaching that nothing gets him off guard. It only gets me off guard. And if God leads me into a path of teaching or a Bible study, I stick with that until it's finished. At all costs, we'll stick with it. Because I really believe what we stick with is, is meaningful and it's powerful and it's actually effective. Where if you don't stick with it and you start a series and you jump back and forth and you confuse the people, it does more damage. And I really believe the enemy comes along and gets you off teaching oh my neighbor's dog broke his chain again let me uh i'll leave you on here for a second because i want you to hear this hold on a second sorry about this trying to whistle i got to get my neighbor to come out to the window Hey, your dog's loose. Your dog is loose. Okay, she sees it now. Okay, like I said the other day about the motorcycle, the podcast world is amazing because you get props. So you guys get to hear my neighbor's dog has broke his chain. He's walking along. It's a big dog. He did it the other day too. She sees them. So, I won't hold you up much longer on this. Might even edit this out. Don't know. We'll see. If you guys like these little tangents during the podcast, then let me know. If you like to let me, if you want me to keep them in, I'll keep them in. I think it makes it real and gives it character. I just don't want to bore you or become frivolous and she's running across the yard right now poor lady her dog's just looking at her like i'm not running nowhere what are you running at me for oh man i'm in trouble he just stood there the whole time waiting so she got him i tried to get your attention 
I'm doing a podcast, so you guys are on podcast right now. <laughs> See ya. Okay, have a good day. Nice neighbors right there. <laughs> I let her know she's on podcast. Okay, folks. So we'll conclude with this. And let me say a prayer for you today over anybody that's listening. Whoever listens to this podcast, I'm going to pray a special prayer of partnership that you've entered into a type of covenant by listening. I'm entered into your life and I appreciate it and I really appreciate you allowing me to speak to you, to talk with you. I really appreciate that. So I'm going to pray for you. Lord Jesus, right now all those who hear my voice, all those on this podcast, all those who have clicked on it even in the beginning but those who have stayed all the way through to the end until they hear this prayer right now i'm asking you a special blessing upon them lord lord a a prophet's reward a righteous man's reward the reward of the man that speaks your word lord i'm sending that reward out now lord i ask you to bless them bless them in their finances lord i'm i want their finances blessed lord i want your people to head and not the tail I want to see them victorious. Lord, I want them blessed. I want to see them blessed. I want us to go out and be effective. Raise us up as world changers, Lord. Lord, take us out of our small communities and reach the world. Use us, Lord, to go into all the earth to preach this gospel. Because it's the greatest message I've ever heard in my life. And I love it. I love being a part of you, Jesus. I love everything that you ask us to do. And Lord, I even I even appreciate the times of fellowship in your suffering, God. When I get to know you and the fellowship of your suffering. When I get to drink that cup. When I get to be nailed to the cross and I yell at those words, words, My God, why hast thou forsaken me? And those dark times seem like you are so far and everybody's away. And everybody's gone and you're all alone. Then after it's all gone and we're raised from the dead, our life becomes resurrected. We realize that you've never left us. You've never forsaken us, but you were with us the whole time. I love you, Jesus. I love my listeners and supporters out there, and I ask you to bless them. And we do it all in your name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you, and have a blessed day.